everyone, Owen here. Uh, I just wanted to jump in at the top of the episode, just before we get uh, we kick things off, with a short message about kind of the podcast. We're really sorry um, that it's been a day late. That's kind of the main point of this message. Um, we've experienced a lot of technical difficulties this week, to say the least, uh, between Jay's internet just not being up to snuff to upload files and my computer like crashing and stuff uh, during the edit. It's just it's not been a great week here at Think of the Children headquarters. So we're very sorry that it's in late. We always try to get these episodes out on a Wednesday, but it just wasn't going to happen today, unfortunately. So we do apologize for that. Uh, while I've got you, I just wanted to kind of briefly have a chat with you about the podcast for the next couple of weeks, um, because for some reason I decided it was a good idea to start a podcast um, right before I go on a trans uh, a transcontinental trip. Um, I'm, uh, we talked about it a little bit in the podcast, but uh, I'll be, I'm going to Japan uh, this week. Uh, which means obviously it's going to be a great experience, but it means I won't be around to record another episode, which is unfortunate. Also, unfortunately, unfortunately, the week after that, Jay isn't going to be around either, which isn't great. So it means for the next two weeks, neither of us can really record another episode. We did try to record an episode, like two back-to-back, this one and the next one, but during the recording of episode four, or what would have been episode four, my computer died and I lost all my audio. So I had to scrap that, unfortunately. Um, we're very sorry. Uh, so what we've decided to do um, next week, we will have an upload. It will be the um, re-upload of our pilot. I'll be, I'll be putting it into the feed, taking out all the copyrighted music um, and stuff like that. And then the week after that, we will have to unfortunately miss a week. Um, but the week after that, upon the 11th, I think. No, the 18th. Jesus. Um, <laughs> So you'll have this, yeah, yeah the 18th, that uh, we should have another episode ready for you. Um, until then, enjoy this one. It's really good. I'm really happy with the way it turned out. Uh, and then we'll see you in a couple of weeks with a brand spanking new episode and next week with the pilot. Uh, so thank you very much and enjoy the episode. From the bathroom sink. Some fries from a sandwich and old yogurt pot. lovers welcome back to think of the children it's a premiere podcast in which we take the things you love and empty all the good stuff out of it with a shovel and a bucket again i need to work on these opens my name is owen piper um joining me is my friend once again i'm jay little have you plugged in your laptop because i swear to god yeah i had to because it was dead we did it we got there (laughs) three episodes in we got there um so heads up before we start, we're recording a little bit earlier in the day than we normally do, so I'm still very tired. I've been awake for about two hours. So this will be an interesting episode. <laughs> for sure. It'll do you be want me to go, sure. like, drink so that we're on, like, comparable intelligence levels? <laughs> I'll be honest. Oh, yeah, man. It's just, it's... Even my drinking habits, it's only going to take me, like, two shots to get drunk. Day drinking on a Wednesday. It's like, oh, wait, no. It's Tuesday. Tuesday. Fuck. Do you see what I mean? Like, I do. I, can't even, I don't even know what day it is. Good God. Okay, then. Um, so, shall we kick off? We should. Before we do that, um, 
I, I, let's just have a brief conversation about Rugrats 2018, as I dubbed it in the in the in the, in the edit. So I, this is a new this is a new segment I want to introduce onto the show, Jay. I I, I I'm promoting you yeah. a little bit. I'm going to give you a small promotion. Um, you are now chief financial officer of Think of the Children Incorporated. Oh, it's a terrible decision. Congratulations, congratulations. Um, there's no pay increase. Okay. Because you're being paid nothing anyway. Oh, what? <laughs> what I essentially. Yeah, so what, what, what have I been paying with my? How have I been paying for my cocaine then? Is it coming out of my money? <laughs> I don't know. Shit. That seems. I think so because that sounds like a. I haven't sent you any money, so I don't know if you've been receiving cash. I don't know where you got it from. Um, I want to. I, I wanted to ask you how has Rugrats twenty eighteen been doing at the box office, at the ratings, at the market? Uh, well, we've received some complaints. Mostly, of course. Mostly, mostly from uh, from thirty year old people on the internet complaining about how we've ruined their favorite show. But that's pretty standard. That's yeah. We expect. Okay, we expected that. The kids love it, which they should. The kids love it. They shouldn't because it's an eighteen. But <laughs> they really. So I'm not. I'm not sure how. I'm not sure how we can really judge how we've done because it's kind of a mixed bag. I would say that. You know, we've probably had like a 50 on Metacritic. I've got a very good metric for how well we've done. Like, a, a very good metric for how we've done is um, how much money has it made That's us. a good point. It's made us uh, a significant amount. I'm not familiar with how much mediocre movies make at the box office, so we got that number. <laughs> so we've made some we've money. We've made some money, enough to fund possibly another few terrible, I mean, fantastic ideas. <laughs> we've we had enough money to fund this episode of the podcast which is yeah we know actually to be honest we've had enough money to first to like to record these three minutes of the podcast now we're in our is that it now, yeah, now, we, now it, we're in the, our backup funds. the wealth <laughs> the backup funds that we don't now have. we're in the backup funds that i've used through my international endeavors that i cannot speak of for reasons of national security <laughs> Okay, well, hopefully this one will do a little bit better. Let's try and let's get in here and let's get silly with it. Um, do you have any ideas first before we start list, diving into listener suggestions? No. Okay, good. I'm glad to see that we're prepared for this one. Um, so we let's just dive right into some listener suggestions then, I guess, because that's usually a good, yes, a good, a good way of doing things. Uh, let's just have a look here. I'm trying to find. I'm try, I forgot to cross stuff off we didn't do last week. Right. So uh, we have a message here. From Bonnie Lewis, who wants us to ruin Red Dwarf. Oh, I've never seen Red Dwarf. I also have never seen Red Dwarf, so we're doing really. We're doing perfect. This is a perfect <laughs> opportunity. Okay, Red Dwarf. I think we should actually make it about a Red Dwarf. <laughs> okay, but the okay. thing is, is, two things. Two things. First of all, that would be incredibly boring because nothing would happen. It would just be a bunch of like particles hitting each other. And second of all, I don't actually know if Red Dwarfs are a thing. Oh, okay. So we ha- we both have very different ideas about where yeah. to go with that because you thought about like a red dwarf star. I thought about a very small red man. Oh, <laughs> so we're just a- so- no, 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 no. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Red dwarf, but we do we do an alternate version of um, Tyrion Lannister's story, but he's communist. <laughs> Jay, we found it so early. We've done it. We've done it. Perfect. It. We've done it. Can. Cancel the podcast. We've done it. And, and <laughs> Jamie Lannister is now played by Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> but like, he's still wearing all of like Jeremy J- Jeremy Lannister's outfits. <laughs> Jeremy Lannister. Yeah. The puppy. <laughs> oh Christ! So to my idea, though, red dwarfs are actually a real type of star. I should know that, but I don't. As far as I know, they are. Yeah. As far as far as I'm aware, you would know better than me. You're the one with the. Degree in astrophysics. Semi-degree in straight <laughs> physics. Thank you very much. 
Sorry, I do apologise. That's just how me and my fucking uneducated brain works. I'm very sorry. Um, Communist Game of Thrones is something I definitely want to kind of look into. Though. Yes. <laughs> Instead of like a battle for like for the for the throne, it's a battle to free the nation from the bombs of um, the, the the bourgeoisie, yeah. which I think is excellent. It's kind of already the story. Ethical consumption, still with the monarchy. Yeah, but this time we just fuck the monarchy completely. It's like. Bring power back to the people, comrades. For the proletariat, just fucking eat them. I'm completely okay with getting rid of Daenerys if she's counted in the monarchy. Your 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 complaints about Daenerys Targaryen are well, yeah, well logged yeah. and fucking. I had several complaints from listeners about how you don't like Daenerys Targaryen, well, and you are a terrible you did, person. You did bring me on to be the more cynical one. That was my whole ideal. Really? I don't know. I don't know why you brought. But the two of us. We're both we're both pretty cynical. Let's be. We've got to work out who of us is the straight man. Is the real question. This is very good point because we can't both be the funny man. Well, I mean, okay, I guess you're the straight man because I, because my bias doesn't really know like what that is anymore. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but up, up. Let's move on. <laughs> Should we move on again? Communist Game of Thrones is something I definitely want to keep in the back pocket to circle back to if necessary. Yes. Uh, I have another one here from Courtney Griffith. Who suggests Chuckle Vision? We can't ruin Chuckle Vision. Can't do that. Yes, we can. We can do it. We you, can do it very easily. We can. We just shouldn't. There are dark powers at work behind the workings of Chuckle Vision, and they will destroy us. <laughs> there are. Yeah. They will rend our souls from our mortal forms. <laughs> For anyone that doesn't know, Chuckle Vision is a show in in England. That's run by two brothers called um, Paul and Barry Chuckle. I don't think. Chuckle is probably not their real name. Need to make this abundantly clear. That's probably a stage name. What is their What is their real name? I don't know, but it's it. probably on the internet somewhere. As the financial end of our organization, I will Google it. For tax reasons, we need to know what yeah, their names are. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, essentially, what they do, they get into all kinds of japes and scrapes um, that usually involve their idiocy. It's like it's the British Free Stooges from the seventies, I think. Basically. Amazing. And there's two of them. And it's and it's actually funny, as opposed to the Three Stooges, which is just kind of like, eh, this is fine. Their last name is Elliot. Elliot, that's disappointing. Have, I thought it'd be something. Fun. I think they actually have two older brothers from working. Yeah, it's every now and then two of their older brothers. What? Go. Yeah, they have two. There's four of them. Okay, sorry. This is just okay. This is just blown open the door. What? Yeah, they have two older brothers called Jimmy and Brian. Okay then. Well. And- Jimmy as the nameless character known colloquially as No Slacking, and Brian as another unnamed character known as Get Out of It. Oh, they are in it. Oh, No Slacking. I, I remember No Slacking. He's a uh, he's a he's a recurring character. Yeah. God, they're in their seventies. Jesus Christ. I know, man. They're old now. I was gonna say like let's let's get all the brothers in the show together to ruin it, but they've already done that. Yeah. So. What about the Chuckle Brothers start a criminal organization, but they're really bad at it? So it's like the ma- okay, so it's like McMafia, but they're bad at it. Yeah. I like this. So it's just like they they're there, you know. They're like, ooh, um, legs. You need to go out and find the dr- the drugs. You want us to whack him, boss? Stuff like that. <laughs> Yours is better. Yours is better. Yours is better. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, 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 gonna, like, they're, they're, trying, they're trying to assassinate someone. They're, they're <laughs> gonna dis- they're gonna dispose of a body, and it's just them with a hacksaw going to me, to you, to me, to you, cutting the body up to like. <laughs> and that's it. Jesus fuck! When did you get so good at this 
this show? I don't know. <laughs> I woke up this morning and I was like, I'm on point with shitty ideas that are funny. And then I went back to sleep. <laughs> oh, God. So the Chuckle Brothers are, are, are hitmen for an organised crime syndicate. Yes. And they're really bad at it. And they somehow still ha- get work. That sounds great. I don't see any problem with this. Okay. I also see no issues with it. Because it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, Unless you just watch that. I don't know if we've really made but... it better, to be honest. <laughs> so I've got... So, just... So, as a fun a fun idea. They're, like, killing this guy, or whatever. You know, they've, they've done it. They've got him. They've, they're doing the to me to you with the hack. The captain. And as it is, just the really upbeat... Ch- yeah, the captain. There's a really upbeat Chuckle Vision theme tune playing as they do it, just like as they dismember someone, then they're crying. And it's just like, Chuckle Vision, <laughs> and it's just, I don't want to do this anymore. Because <laughs> I think that would be quite amazing, just to, just to see just to see the Chuckles. Not Chuckle. <sighs> yeah, they're the Chuckles in the show, Jay, okay? I know they're the bit Elliots in real life, but like... That could be the, that could be the turning point. That could be the turning point, where, like, you don't call us Chuckle anymore, you call us the Elliots, and everyone's like, oh, fucking shit, mate. Bloody hell. Fucking hell, there was a children, there was, they had a game there show a that we can, they had a game, sh- in 1995-1998, they had a game show, the contestants won prizes in coconuts, and whoever won the most coconuts won the game at the end. Interesting. The contestants had to throw custard pies at Barry and Paul, right. um, they had to do all sorts of other weird stuff, yeah, Mr. Blobby was on it once, oh, and it was on. bad. Mr. Blobby. I, I don't know if you've ever played a Wikipedia Mr. Blobby is a very rich I don't know if you've ever played the Wikipedia race I have tried before I know what you mean do you, do, if anyone but people at home might not know what you're on about so what you, okay. you want to the Wikipedia race game is basically where you have two or more people and you start on a random Wikipedia page which can, can be anything and then you have to through the links on the Wikipedia page get to another page so for us it was stuff like we went from uh, cats to Mr. Blobby um, and you can't use the back button or the control F function. You have to get there bit by bit. And I've never heard someone so excited to shout, I found Mr. Blobby than my friend Eleanor. Mr. Blobby is a very rich kind of vein that we can we can tap into if we wanted to. Yeah, I mean we could we could like do we could redo Five Nights at Freddy's with Mr. Blobby or something. I don't know. Yeah, because there's like some there's some like weird cosmic fucking horror shit that goes if any okay, again, people might not know what Mr. Blobby is, it's a very esoteric, very British character. But Mr. Blobby is a big pink fuck, and he's very scary. Yeah, he's terrifying. He's so terrifying, in fact, that I, as a joke, put him as a villain in a D&D game. Well, he wasn't a villain. He was the leading commander in a D&D game, and he was terrifying. That's fantastic. Yes. He was in it for about 30 seconds. He said one thing and got cut in half. <laughs> I'm looking at him now. He only, he's, he's genuinely terrifying. He only speaks with the word Blobby, but in like a weird, like, electronic pitched-up voice. He's very scary. He's very scary. And I don't know why the fuck he exists. He's a big pink fuck with yellow spots, and he's worrying. And I, uh, oh, basically, we could like make some like like some genuine like spooky booky bloodborne shit with Mister Blobby if we wanted to. Oh, can we just replace like the one reborn with Mister Blobby and be just as disgusting? <laughs> I have to say, I have to say that I what if we're gonna do redo bloodborne, bloodborne with Mister Blobby? So bloodborne, um. I need to be in creative control. Blob, yeah, Bloodborne. Because yeah. Bloodborne is like my favorite game. <laughs> I love that game. You need complete creative control over that yeah. over that yeah. particular event. Yeah. Me and uh, me, Miyazaki. I think it was Miyazaki who made it. We're gonna we're gonna hang out and make it. It's gonna be great. 
That's gonna be fantastic. Okay, I'll I'll we'll send some emails to Miyazaki about this because I definitely think that this is a thing. In fact, does Mrs. does Miyazaki have a Twitter? I don't know. I actually can't remember what his first name is. I think it's Hidetaka. It's Hidetaka, yeah. yeah. It's Hidetaka. Because if, if Mr. Hidetaka Miyazaki has a Twitter... I know Bloodborne has a Twitter. He does, in fact, have a Twitter. <laughs> I've just found Miyazaki's Twitter. He hasn't tweeted since last year. But, but, Jay, I think if I contact him now with a potential business uh, proposal... <laughs> yes. Maybe we can redo it so that Shadows Die Twice can be, like... On you. <laughs> I'm now going to send... <laughs> this is not a bit. I'm about to send Hidetaka Miyazaki an actual tweet about Bloodborne. And we'll see if he, get... we'll see if he replies. I, okay, I, I need to come clean about something. I'm genuinely terrified of sort of like mascot characters. <laughs> um, I'll explain this in a moment. But um, I've just sent the tweet to Mr. Hidetaka Miyazaki. Uh, you can go check that tweet out on Think of the Children. Uh, the official Twitter. We're on. It, uh, I tweeted it through that. So... Who knows? We might be the first podcast ever to be blocked by Miyazaki. Um, My girlfriend is obsessed with Mr. Blobby for some reason. Anytime we're like, uh, oh, I need a name for something, she'll be like, Mr. Blobby. And I didn't actually know for ages, because I'd never, I'd never seen Mr. Blobby. I knew, I, when I saw him, I, I realised I knew of him, but I'd never watched it or heard it that it was a show. I just thought it was some weird thing that somebody posted one time. And I was like, no, I'm not going to call you Mr. Yeah. Blobby, it's a dumb name. And then she was like, do you actually even know who Mr. Blobby is? And I was like, no. And I looked it up and I was like, I'm definitely not naming anything after this fucking terrifying beast. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Blobby, I, I, I had vivid memories of this show because we had a VHS tape with it. Um, with, all, with a load of like Mr. Blobby bits um, when I was a chitlin. And I think that's where this fear I have of like mascot characters came from. Because I'm genuinely scared. If I can't see something's face, like their real actual animated face... I get kind of very unnerved by it. It's ironic because I actually prefer characters who wear masks. Like design. Oh, no, I like characters that wear masks. I don't like mascots. Very different things. Like I, if I go to Disneyland, the whole thing is very fun because there's a lot of fun rides. But there's also like a weird kind of anxiety because I'm like, ah, Mickey Mouse's face can't move. So, so basically, you want to you want to remake you want to remake Bloodborne with mascot characters. <laughs> Yeah, basically. So instead of the cleric beast, you've got fucking I don't know, just like Goofy <laughs> with his unmoving face. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yuck you up, fam, and just see, see what happens. Oh god! Oh my god, that'd be amazing. I'd play that. So, There's probably a mod for it. There probably is, and I'm terrified at the prospect of it. So, well, no, the thing is, the thing is, Owen, you'd you'd play up to the first boss and then tell me you beat him. You'd be really confused. That's what I did to actual Bloodborne. <laughs> I was really confused. You came over and I was playing Bloodborne. You were like, oh, I've beaten this game. I was like, oh, really? Like, how did you beat the last boss? He said, no, I beat the cleric beast, so I won. Well, I did tell you I beat Bloodborne. You said you beat it. <laughs> and you said your version of beating it was that you basically played, fought the cleric beast and decided you didn't want to play the game anymore. I beat the cleric beast. Did you? And I, be- and I beat the game. <laughs> because the cleric beast is the hardest boss fight I've ever played in the video game. Fuck really? Really? <laughs> Oh my dude! I'm gonna have to, no, I'm gonna have to make you fight Hunter I've... German. Jesus Christmas! The worst, the worst boss fight I've probably ever fought was Terra Xehanort in Kingdom Hearts: Birth by Sleep. Oh, I haven't played that yet. I I started it and I couldn't stand the voice acting, so I stopped playing. It's it's a good game. Uh, like, I mean, I don't want to get too deep into this Kingdom Hearts shithole because again, I can make a whole other podcast about what trying to explain why Kingdom Hearts is holding me hostage, <laughs> but. The, the, the Birth by Sleep runs the gamut of kind of shit bosses. Terrors is like so hard you want to break a controller in half. 
Vens doesn't tell you what to do, and when you figure it out, it doesn't always work. And Aquas is just so boring and not that difficult, but has one big super move that can kill you in one hit. So it's like, it runs the, again, it runs the gamut of, like, shit bosses. Not as bad as uh, Kingdom Hearts 3D, because that has really shit bosses, but that's a different I story. will say, I've, I've, people go, my friend, my friend Steve gets very confused why I love Dark Souls so much, because it's really hard. I fucking love Dark Souls and Bloodborne. But, like, I'm just there, like, I actually don't find, with a few exceptions, granted, I don't actually find Bloodborne or Dark Souls that frustrating, because while there are some cheap bosses, which I do find genuinely frustrating, most of the bosses are well-designed, so you're just kind of there, like, oh, cool, like, if I fuck up, it's because I wasn't quick enough, or because I'm using the wrong build for this boss, or some of the, or I'm not using the right items. Whereas in other games, it's like, oh, no, it's just because this boss is bad, and it, it has, like, in some games, I swear to God, like, the bosses have different sets of rules, to, like, your player. And that's the problem, because at least in, in, Dark, in Dark Souls, everything plays by the same rules, so if you get hit, it's fair. But in some games, like, especially, like, when I was replaying Kingdom Hearts 1, I was like, I swear to God, like, the fucking rules for his AoE attacks are different to anything else, and it's just not fun. It's annoying. Yeah. I, I understand that. I, again, I'm not saying Dark Souls is a badly designed game. I think it's a good game. It's just it's not fun. Oh, no, no, I'm not saying if, I'm not saying that, like, you know, you can't just enjoy a game because you don't like it. I'm just saying that, personally, when it comes to frustration and enjoyment, I get more out of Souls bosses. In fact, I look forward to the bosses. They're the best part. If there was, like, a version of Dark Souls where you just, like, fought all the bosses, I'd be way down for that. It'd be awesome. But... Like a boss rush kind of DLC? Yeah, yeah, something. it'd be pretty sweet. But, like... Um, okay, so, I, I haven't... Sorry, carry on. It's just that, like, to me, I find the more tedious part of Dark Souls are actually just in between the bosses. I'm just kind of like, I want a boss, I want a boss, I want a boss, and you get a boss, and you're like, fuck yeah! So an idea to ruin Dark Souls then, uh, apart from make it like Mr. Blobby, just take all the fucking bosses out. Yeah, basically, just make it one long slog through, like, depressing environments. But, like, And also, another thing is, is, like, take away, like, all the, um, if you want to ruin it for the community, take out every single little bit of lore attached to an item and just describe, just say, like, say, for, like, Falcon has gauntlets from, like, yeah, it's gauntlets. It is a shield. Okay, so moving on, I've got another suggestion here. All that was from fucking Chucklevision, yep. mate. Like, let's. <laughs> um, Riley Anderson, who uh, suggested The Princess Bride. Oh, I love that film. Right, I've not oh, seen it. Oh my god. So... It's, it's, it's really funny because there's no way to definitively say it's one of the best films ever made because the story isn't fantastic, um, the, the acting isn't that amazing it's just it's just the only it's it's just got so much character that it's impossible to like well it's, it's not impossible to not like yeah. some people i'm sure some people don't like it but it's so it's just like it feels like a storybook story and it's so good and it's just full of so many like subtle nods to like ridiculous shit like the the ro the rous is what the road is of unusual size i don't believe they exist so good the only the, the comprehensive list of everything i know about the princess bride my name is Inigo montoya you killed my father. Oh yeah. Prepare to die. So that's the that's a comprehensive list of what I know about that film. Oh. So take that out, I guess. I think rather than that, what you need to do is um if you want to get rid of the charm of the film, you need to do what the Hobbit did, where you just make everything CGI. So it doesn't feel real. Yeah, okay, no, that could that could be quite good. Just... When you watch because when you watch when you watch the first Lord of the Rings, there's again it's the same thing, it's character. 
you know, you feel like it's an adventure. You're like, oh my god, this is so cool. Like, those are actually orcs, or that's actually, like, you know, elves, and, like, there's actually this big battle. And the CGI is minimal, unless it, like, obviously they can't organise massive battles. And if you look at the statistics of the amount of shit they have to use, it's insane. Like, any any film yeah. you see where you're like, oh my god, like, that looks so real. Probably because it usually is. Like, a lot of the stuff from Mad Max, you're like, wow, that was awesome. Yeah, because most of the practical effects were real. They were legit. Or, like, when you learn some of the, Like, when I learned about uh, the interesting to save in Private Ryan the D-Day scene, they use 40, 50 gallon drums of fake blood in that one scene, and it's about five minutes, it's about like 10 minutes long. It's insane, but like, that's the thing, like, but then you get to The Hobbit, and there's no character in it, because it's just kind of like, oh, it's CGI. There's no, there's no joy in it. So if you just replace all the backdrops, instead of like, because a lot of the stuff in Princess Bride, you can tell like, oh, that's like a painted background, but that's like polystyrene, like, with painted to look like rocks, but it, it feels, it's like, oh, that's awesome though, because it's like, it's like, it's like watching a D&D game, kind of. It's actually the best way I can describe it. It's it's like watching a D and D game, because all the characters are so ridiculous. Like Andre the Giant playing um, the strongman. He's awesome. He's just they've all got such ridiculous characters. You're like these can't be real like actual heroes. They've got to be like made up and awesome and funny and silly. It's, it's so good. What you're trying to say is just like make take the tone of it that exists and just make it kind of very grounded in reality. Yeah. And CGI out the ass. Make sure that like make sure the working conditions for the actors are horrible, so they're not having fun. Because it's one of those films where you're like, these guys are clearly having fun playing these characters. Just make it so they're not having fun. Make it so they're like strategically around the set. There's just like dog shit and rotten eggs, so they're constantly like, oh, smells bad. And then they just make it all the time. <laughs> so just take all the fun. Just, yeah, just suck out the fun with a syringe and replace it with like just CGI and fucking actors that look like they don't care anymore. So like, I don't know, who's tired. Replace the actors with MP- replace the actors with NPCs from Oblivion. <laughs> they're just staring dead-eyed at you, not with, like no real personality, and they're all like the same five people. Moving on, we have a another suggestion here um, from Mike Cunningham, who suggests Power Rangers. Um, reboot it and make it edgy like they did recently. They did that. No, but the thing is, the movie was good. Was like, I didn't see it, to be honest. I have no idea what it was like. Okay, I have. I have I have like an imba- like an embarrassing kind of love for Power Rangers. I don't know why I love it. It's just weird. But the movie wasn't terrible. Like as a movie it was good and it got really interesting and then just kind of got shit at the end. So I don't I don't think making it dark and edgy is the way to go with it. But at the same time you can't take it like too far in the other direction and make it goofy and stupid because it's already fucking goofy and stupid because fucking look at it. Well, it's the thing, because, like, it's from, a, it's from a Japanese show, and a lot of those, like, sorts of shows are, like, over the top, because they're meant for kids. I actually recently learned some cool shit, like how, when you actually see the, the actual bit with the people out of the costumes, that's American, but when they cut over to the, um... Yeah. Yeah, the action's actually Japanese, I was like, oh, and the way, the way they figured it out was really interesting, because I don't think it was the Black Ranger, doesn't have a little finger or something. And if you look at the footage from the action, yeah. I think it was the second Black Ranger. I don't know, but like he did in the in the actual action scenes, he has all of his fingers. I was like, oh, that's cool. Oh right, I, I don't know if that's that. true. I, might have, I just heard that somewhere. Um, well, an even an even better one is that in in Mighty Morphin, the Yellow Ranger is a is a is a lady, um, uh, but in the Japanese counterpart, that's a man. So. And it's really fucking noticeable in the Sentai footage that you look at it and it's like, oh Christ. Oh, God. Uh, but I'm not sure how we could ruin Power Rangers, like, because there's a lot, like, what people love about that show is kind of very difficult to place because, again, you can take it to, like, a really grim, dark setting, but so long as you keep the rubber, like, the, the bright suits and the giant robots punching a big monster, I think you keep it. There's also, like, a lot of, like, diversity in that show, which I think 
a lot of people really yeah. enjoy. Like, a lot of people enjoy it. Like even in like the first season, like the diversity was quite good. There were like two women, and like there were like two POCs, and it was it was. I'm not saying it's perfect because no, yeah. diverse, like nothing is perfect. But I think like in terms of diversity, Power Rangers has always been quite good for it. At least in the early years, in the later years, it did kind of get a little bit like, "Hello, here are the white men." I never really watched it. I always like, I always was like, was, like looked at me and was like, "Oh, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of different people in the show." I was like, "That's cool," but then like I never watched it, so I have no idea what it's actually like because I never really liked it. I like the robots, but I like I like mechs in general. Yeah. Okay. So I thought never. Okay, let's never have the robots combine. Yeah, never know. Just get rid of the robots, or just have it so that like <laughs> you get rid of all the Sentai shit. So it's just them hanging out and talking about all the battles they've had, but you never see it. Well, that's a D and D campaign. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> so people will listen to that because I know because people listen to Critical Role every week with Laura Bailey, the liar who thought her baby had eighteen <laughs> charisma. What the fuck? Still not over it, man. I've got a request here from Jason Lee. Who suggests uh, he's got two, and I'm gonna let you pick. I've got the Magic School Bus or Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget, because I've never seen um, the school bus. You've never seen the Magic fucking School Bus? Yeah, I do. I'm not gonna watch it now because I'm 20, so it'd be kind of, probably gonna be kind of weird. You can still enjoy it as a show. Like I'm just putting that out there. I watch the, I watch episodes occasionally now and then. I'm like, oh wow, this is great. The remake's got my boy Lin Manuel Miranda doing the theme tune. I'm very hyped for it. I still haven't seen Hamilton. Oh, fuck's sake. I know. I, I want I just, to. I, I want to really it's too early for this, Jay. I can't with you right now. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, Inspector Gadget. How can we ruin Inspector Gadget? I don't know. Um, you could just make it like. I think we should throw away from dark. I think you should just make it really like really real. So like, it's just like he's actually investigating murders, and it's not really like. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the same character, but like, gosh, brain. Well, there was a body, and his arms got cut off. Exactly. You either do that, and you basically, yeah. So you either have to do that. The thing is, that would probably be really funny because the thing about comedy is usually it's like a, it's either a serious person in a strange world, or a strange person in the real world. That's kind of like. I think it has to be the latter. I think yeah. it has to be the latter. But if you're gonna if you're gonna ruin it, it just you could just make it so that he's just like it's just a regular police story, and like the the murders aren't really that dramatic. It's just like you know, oh, it was a mugging gone wrong, and then they arrest the dude, and like they do it by evidence, and it's just really played really straight, and it's not interesting at all. There's no emphasis. But then there's gadgets. But but there he gadgets has, there. But he has his gadgets randomly, which you like. Are, he no, but I think we should make his gadgets really boring. So he's like, go go gadget microscope, and he just pulls out a microscope out of his pocket. <laughs> it's not even part of him he just carries it around <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah okay i like that um i love this idea that he's kind of still like really off the wall and very strange but everyone around him is like completely grounded in reality so like his dog doesn't talk but he talks to it like it does he's like he's at a briefing and they're like he's like uh he's like oh yes we should do this and like his cat is like uh inspector could you Go, go, Gadget Oil Slick. And then the Chief's like, Ah, Gadget, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Stop this. Chief Inspector Davis is like, Can you please play it seriously? There's been a murder. Like, Gadget, for fuck's sake. There's been a homicide. Like, Someone is dead, Gadget. Fifteen women are dead and we have to find this killer. Oh, God. What are you going to do about it? I'm going to go to the skies in my Go, go, Gadget helicopter, Chief, and scan the streets for him. The nefarious Dr. Claus out there somewhere. Yeah, no, Dr. Claw's like a serial killer who got away, and that's why Gadget's so crazy. He's been driven slightly mad by the fact that he never caught Claw. Oh, fucking hell, okay. Again, you just made a good plot hook for a show, so we need to be careful doing that. <laughs> no, I love that. That's fantastic. 
I can't, I'm sorry, I've got Discord open, split with the recording, and I just, all I can see is the fucking Chucky dog. Okay, so, for anyone who wants to know, uh, but after we recorded last week's episode, I was still on the Rugrats wiki, because it's a fucking riot. Um, and on that wiki is, like, uh, Chucky like, had a dog listed as one of his pets, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Um, it is not. I will tweet the picture um, after this episode goes up, because, Jesus Christ... You need to see this dog. It is the stuff of nightmares. Uh, it's so bad. It doesn't look like if a dog like crossbred with another dog. It looks like if Chucky fucked Spike. <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's genuinely terrifying, oh, and I hate it. It's the fucking worst thing ever drawn by human hands that aired on children's television. I mean, uh, oh my god, have I ever told you about my greatest fear? No, but we, I, I told you about mine, so let's 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 dive into it. One of the things I've never been more scared of, like n- nothing has ever told this, is the bear from Teletubbies. Oh god, that fucking bear! Yeah. And here's the thing: when I like, years ago, I think I was like when I was in secondary school, I told my friends this who sat like either side of me in IT, and I mentioned that I did not like the bear. So the motherfuckers, while I went up to print something off and I came back down, they pause a YouTube video. Oh no! And they played it, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" They didn't tell me what it was, and then a fucking the fucking bear just comes out of nowhere. It's like, "I am the bear, the bear, the bear with brown fuzzy hair." I'm like, "No, you are the bear from Satan's domain. Go back to whence you came, demon, demon." I started doing like the the, the fucking like cross symbol, and then I fell off my chair. Yeah, <laughs> the lion I thought was okay, but the bear. Uh, sorry, the thing is, the lion was supposed to be scarier than the bear. Yeah, it's just the di- I think it's just the fucking disconnect between the voice and what you're actually looking at. Yeah, it had a very kind of lilting, kind of almost song-like voice. It's like, I am the bear with brown fuzzy hair. And that will like, soon no. be drenched in the blood of children. <laughs> it looks like something fucking like Stan from South Park would imagine that like celebrates Christmas. Yeah, it looks like something out of fucking Bloodborne, actually. He does. So it, again, spooky, booky, bloodborne shit with actual fucking Dark Beast Paul is now a fucking the bear. Dark Beast Teletubbies. <laughs> okay, that's fantastic. Um, we need to find the nugget a little bit here. Yeah. So let's. Are there any? Are there any that we've discussed re- uh, just now that have jumped out? Are See, you? Should we have I'm a look? I'm torn for... between two, and I actually have an idea. Okay, let's hear it. What, what are you torn should, between? We should, we should combine to uh, one of our latest ideas with the first idea. I think we should combine the Inspector Gadget as an actual police officer with the Chuckle Brothers Mafia. Oh fuck! No, as a crossover. That's it. But then the, that's the it. Chuckle Brothers work for Mr. Claw. That's it. That's the fuck. That's it, man. We got it. So the chuck. So it's too. So <laughs> maybe. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So gadgets out there doing his like police shit, but like he keeps running into these fucking two idiot brothers that are trying to assassinate someone. Yeah. And ah, oh, that's perfect. Okay. Pitch, pitch, pitch me a storyline for the season, Jay. Let pitch, pitch it to me. Did Inspector Gadget have a niece? Was that it? He did. His niece was called Penny. Penny Gadget. Okay, his niece is killed. Why do we... We always start this with the death of a family member. Okay, fine, <laughs> fine, 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 fine. His niece is injured by uh, a misguided attempt to kill Inspector Gadget, who's been investigating Mr. Claw's uh, drug ring. It's Dr. Claw, but thank you. Okay. Um, Lord Claw Esquire then decides to sick his two most trustworthy assassins on him. Unfortunately, they're ill, and he has to send his backup team, which is the Chuckle Brothers. <laughs> the B team, as it were. The Barry and Paul team. <laughs> the BP team. And, um... 
Yeah, they um, and the story is that basically it's just it's just Inspector Gadget dealing suddenly with like an onset of like mental trauma. With his, with his, he feels guilt for his niece being injured in his stead. So he's hunting down these these two, and finally is unveiled to a larger scale um, thing. And then eventually he realizes that Mystical is not only involved in drugs, but like experimentation on people, and he's actually created the bear from Teletubbies. <laughs> and then, and then, boom, and then, boom, Bloodborne logo, NCS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually, it's just a trailer for Bloodborne 2. <laughs> Yes, that's it. We're going about this all wrong. Marketing's where it's at. But yeah, why the fuck are we, we, we should just do a marketing podcast. <laughs> fuck it. Are you ready to rap there? Are you ready to... I mean, yeah, sure, fuck it. Why not? I, th- I think we've called it, man. I think we've got it. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to Think of the Children. It's a premiere podcast in which we destroy your childhood. A little bit of housekeeping before we end up. We, we are on iTunes now. Yay. Again, uh, if you would like to leave us a review over there, uh, we would really appreciate that. Also, uh, as of uh, next week, will be a little bit of a weird one. Uh, I will be in Japan that week, so there will be no ep- there will be no episode, unfortunately. However, what I will be doing is re-uploading the pilot into the iTunes feed uh, with all the copyrighted music and stuff taken out. So expect that. So thank you so much for listening to Think of the Children. Uh, we have a Twitter at TOTCcast if you want to tweet us some suggestions. We also have an email uh, TOTCcast at gmail.com if you'd like to send us some ideas over there. Um, and again, yeah, just thank you very much for listening. Jay, do you have any parting advice to give our listeners? I do. Play D&D and make ridiculous characters and annoy the shit out of your DM, because nothing is more fun than that. That's excellent. Um, so, I have been Owen Piper. I've been Jay Little. And you've been listening to Think of the Children. This is a witty sign-off. <laughs> <laughs>